not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. It's time to keep it down right now. Avengers! I am not the one to Ready to party! Hey, everyone. Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Mella, here with... Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. What's up, y'all? What do you do? Hello. Hello there. Guys, what's wrong? So, Lacey and I just watched something like an hour ago. Oh, what? What did you watch? The Strangers Pray at Night. Oh, oh no. We're going to have a fight. <gasps> Hold on. We're not You even did not like that this. movie, Rashawn. I did. Oh, yeah. I did. hated every second of I it. I loved it. What are no, you? No, you didn't. Are you fucking high? <laughs> I've never smoked in my life. Oh, shut smoked. up. That whole, mo- that whole movie. That's the hangover two of horror movies. The whole movie is like, hey, do you remember in Strangers 1 when they wrote on the window? Hey, do you remember in Strangers One when the when the pickup truck hit the back of the car? Hey, do you remember in Strangers One when they were playing music? Are you telling me that a horror movie sequel calls back to the original? I've Not yes, never back. heard of that in my but life. But none of them are earned. None of them are earned. It's, it's just, just the strangers doing what they do. They strange. They're mm. not callbacks though. It's just literal the same things are happening. Also, with his fucking Mike Myers ass at the end of it, screw that, dude. And they talked way too much. They talked too much to be strangers. Didn't you love the pool sequence for Sean? Total Eclipse of the Heart. That sequence was so good. That sequence was good. Again, if they hadn't had music, like the music in every other scene before, Total Eclipse of the Heart would have hit so different. It's like they held a support group for Strangers 1, and they're like, "Um, (laughs) our, our messaging has found out that Fans really liked the music in the first one. So let's um George Lucas is directing this, by the way. Oh, so okay. I was like, why is Kermit in the No, it's George Lucas. Okay. The pool I scene love it. was cool. Oh, I really liked it. I'm really sorry to hear that. The beginning was the opening scene was great. The reason Strangers One is so good. We, sorry, I'm hijacking your episode. <laughs> we are not we'll talking just, about the we'll strangers. Just do a strangers episode. <laughs> Let me just get this off my chest, and I'll be done. Okay. the The reason Strangers One was so good is because it felt like you were encroaching on this couple's life. Like encroaching. I shouldn't like I shouldn't be watching this. This is a private <laughs> moment. And Strangers Two just felt like a movie. Okay, continue, Mella. Oh, thank God it's not Halloween anymore. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, I, I could have told you you were going to hate Strangers. It too. came out in February. Like, of course it's bad. A horror movie that released in February? That's Fuck out of here. That's not true. What, Lacey? I just finished watching on my own The Haunting of Bly Manor, and maybe that's why Strangers 2 felt so bad to me, because Haunting of Bly Manor was so beautiful. It was so mm. wonderfully done. It's completely different from Haunting of Hill House. A spooky secret garden lesbian love story. Like it is. Wow. I recommend it to everyone. I'm two episodes in. 
on that show. We watched Bad Hair. <gasps> what did you think? You know, it wasn't <laughs> what I thought it was going to be. I honestly, I think I liked it up until a certain point because I love when movies have like that stylistic like retro feel to it so this is set in 1989 Mm -hmm. so it's like just beginning to drop the 80s look and like come into the 90s so i was like oh my god i'm about this there's so many black people on screen we love to see it and then it gets kind of crazy but not in a way that you're on board with isn't there a big name in that is it an actor an athlete or somebody lena waif is in it Oh, oh okay Kelly Rowland, Ursher. That's right. That, uh, <laughs> Ursher is the one I'm thinking of. I remember seeing the trailer and just being like, "I mean, blink and you'll miss him." Right. Yeah. He's not really in it. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> also started watching Blood of Zeus on Netflix. I have it's, not heard of this. It's tailor made Josh content. It's is a, it Greek? It's an anime <laughs> it based on Greek mythology. Oh yeah, see. Okay. Taylor made. Yeah, it's it's all right. The animation is lacking, but so far the story is pretty cool. So if you like anime or Greek mythology, it's worth checking out. Okay. If you dislike either, don't waste your time, Mel. <laughs> I was like, I'll put it up my on my list. No, you don't have to lie to me. Don't bother. <laughs> so um, what are we fighting about today, guys? Carmilla. What? I. Dove back in and watched a classic on a classic. You did? Which yes, one? ma'am. What'd you watch? Selena. Oh, hi. That was a creep, though. I like Donna Summer. That's what I like. Do you like to sing in front of people? Yeah, Dad. I love it. It's, it's like you can feel them when you sing. It's a wonderful feeling. But let me tell you something. Something I learned the hard way and that I don't want you to learn the hard way. When I was young and singing with Los Dinos, one time I was singing and they started throwing beer bottles at me. <laughs> it sounds funny, it mm-hmm. does, but it scared me. But I did learn something. You gotta be who you are. You can't change it. No. You're an American. Mm-hmm. I'm an American. You like Donna Summer? I like mm-hmm. doo But you're also Mexican. Deep inside. And that's a wonderful thing. You can't be anything if you don't know who you are. Especially if you want to be a singer. If you want to be a singer, you're going to have to sing to people from deep inside here. And you know what's in there? Your heart. So Selena is a 1997 biopic about the late, great Tejano queen, Selena Quintanilla, played by Jennifer Lopez, directed by Gregory Nava, with cast that includes Edward James Olmos, Constant Marie, John Seda, and Lupe Ontiveros. This film follows the life and career of Selena before she was tragically murdered by the president of her fan club, the devil, Yolanda Salivar. Y'all, I love this movie so much. (laughs) Josh, I'm scared. What? I'm smiling. (laughs) It's that smile that we know is a, a devilish grin. No, it was because you called Yolanda the devil. That's why. <laughs> she is the devil. She is. And anybody listening would be like, fuck that hoe. Yeah. Um, I legit like book and cry when I watch this movie. I cry literally like in the first 10 minutes and then the last 10 minutes. And then everything else in between is just so warm. 
I think it's because it takes place in Texas and I'm from Texas, if you guys don't know that. And so watching this movie when she like goes to um, the Riverwalk and she's in Corpus, I'm just like, I've been there. I know that place. It's just, it's home. And mm. the Hano music came into my life around 9, 10. So it was just any dance I would go to, any wedding, any quince, it was on. And you're not at a wedding or a quince unless Selena's playing. So this movie just... It's all that goodness. And I was really nervous to bring it on the pod because of how much I love it. But it's okay. It's bold. It's bold. I'm going to do brave. it. It's brave. It's yeah. brave. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just going to leave that out there and let y'all go for it. I did want to ask you something that came to mind when I was watching this. As a Mexican-American, when you first saw this movie, that speech that the dad has, a big monologue about being mexican-american how how did that hit i actually thought about it every, every time but i thought about it more so this watch and I'm uh, like, yeah this, so that was my second question has it changed now that you're an adult yes in 2020 yes so it's so true it's so true and i feel like i add another lay to, layer to that because i'm also black so it's like black plus mexican plus mexican you know like all of it together so it's just like I got the rice and beans, yes, but I also have, you know, like the collard greens and the red, you know, the red beans are rice. So it's like, I have that. She really that. rhymed that, dude. <laughs> what? You rhymed that. Shit. It's in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel that totally. And I feel like I've had that conversation with like my mom and grandma where it's not so much like they're trying to make a lecture at us but they're just like this is what it is this is this is how it is this, you just gotta know this and it does you don't really think about that as a kid you mm. know you're just like oh whatever you know that same sentiment that she shows have, on screen yeah. yeah she's just like yeah dad shut up but then as you're older now you're like damn it really is like that mm. so josh is this your first time watching it i had seen it before but like i don't know about you guys at least it, in my network's programming, it was on VH1 all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, I had seen it probably collectively in parts, but I had never sat down and watched it. And I am, I'm a gringo from Minnesota. Like, Selena did not, was not on my radar <laughs> at all. But her music was so influential that it's, the song is called, is the song called Bitty Bitty Bum Bum? Is that the name uh -huh. of the song? Yep. That, like that song got all the way up to Minnesota. Like that played on radios. That's it was how... a bop. Oh my God, yeah. It's still a bop. And this is not a problem with the movie. It's some. It's an interesting choice that I, I, to this day, I don't know if I agree with or disagree with. I understand that they wanted to make the movie about her life and not her death. And I respect that completely. Growing up, up until I was an adult and I looked into it myself, I thought she got shot on stage. Mm. I thought a fan rushed the stage and shot her. I don't know if that's good or bad or if it doesn't matter, but it was really interesting. to. I, I didn't learn the truth of it all until I was an adult, mm -hmm. and it was hard to parse out. It was very interesting. Ultimately, I truly do enjoy this movie, and I, the things I have wrong with it are very nitpicky, Okay, <laughs> but I'll wait. I'm down for it. Yeah, I had only seen this movie, same as Josh, in – bits and pieces and chunks and I had primarily seen 
the parts that did not include J-Lo. Like I saw mm. collectively all of Selena's younger life, but okay. none of the J-Lo love story and relationship with her dad and all the performances, the pretty woman moment we get in yes. the mall. Um, I loved it. I Yay. like top to bottom, like – I will say it is a very quintessential 90s oh, movie. Yeah. Oof. In, <laughs> oh, yeah. It screams in 90s. Writing, directing, acting, cinematography. The fits, all of like, it. it is 90s. But like you said, Mela, from the very beginning, that those opening shots of her entering the, the arena and mm-hmm. the look on her face and I mean, her outfit and the stadium screaming her name. Like, it. I had goosebumps from the oh, very yeah. beginning. And I was very familiar with her case. I, I knew about Yolanda. I knew about, you know, her obsession with Selena. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was just all told so well. And I think I'm on the opposite side of Josh in that I really appreciated that the movie didn't culminate in this murder and this big dramatic scene between her and Yolanda. Like I, I did not say I wanted that. I want <laughs> no. that to be very clear. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so I have seen this movie. I don't, I've lost count how many times I've seen this movie. Uh, I am not a Mexican American. And I'm what? not a woman. Not a woman. I don't know Wait if a minute. knew that. Hold <laughs> cut, the mic. cut the recording for a second. We need to discuss. Off mic, off mic, off mic. But listeners and friends alike will all know my devotion to one Jennifer Lopez. Yes, of course. This was not my first introduction to her. I grew up watching, of course, in Living Color, and she was a fly girl. And then this movie came out, I think, around the same time that Anaconda came out. So I was just, like, fixed on, like, Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> still are. Still is. And yeah, still. to this day. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Legend says he's just staring off into the distance. Standing <laughs> <laughs> on the block on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I love this movie. I think my biggest... I don't even know how to articulate it, but I, I think Selena... The easiest way for me to compare it is for for black folks, it's what's love got to do with it. Mm. And that movie is also a biopic, not from life to death, of course, because Tina Turner is still living. But you cannot walk into any room full of black people and say a single thing about what's love got to do with it. Yep. And I feel this way about Selena as well. Watching it now, I think it's been like a few years since I've seen Selena. I was trying to watch it as a movie. And then there were moments where I was just like, no, this is just like, this is Selena. There's nothing I can. Well, you were also watching it with me and Marla, who is the biggest Selena fan. My two roommates, (laughs) who are both Mexican-American women, who are both from Texas, and on either side of me. So even if I had been like. Sobbing. "Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know about that part. Like, I would have gotten a jaw to the face on either side. But even with saying that, I'm just like, I don't know if there's those certain movies that I guess we can talk about where it's like, is this a movie at this point? Or is this just like a part of my sense memory and my DNA? I can't articulate it well, but I know that feeling of when you pop Selena in and that's it. We're just watching Selena and don't 
like shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, know yes. I mean? like, you are yeah, correct. Like yeah. like for my culture it's um uh, any Tom <laughs> Hanks movie. <laughs> he said my culture. I hate him. <laughs> I will say, okay, but let's here we go. Let's it. do it. Let's, let's get do it. Let's do it. it. I'm ready. Having I got said my vodka, that, I'm ready. Let's do it. Honestly, yes. I know I, I received a message from y'all's roommate Marla <laughs> to not talk about this, and I'm going to say this up front. I have literally nothing bad to say about J-Lo in this movie. Top wow. to bottom. Truly don't have a single critique of J-Lo. Oh my god. Wow. I am shocked. Other people, I do. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Speaking of J-Lo, her lip syncing is so good, so good. that it it really highlights how poor everybody else's is, <laughs> especially the kids at the beginning. Yeah. Kids great, but wow, they're bad at lip syncing. <laughs> I feel like that's every musical biopic. The kids are just not. No. no. Yeah. They take like, what they can get. They yeah, yeah, they're just doing their best with the lip sync. This happened more at the beginning, too. Again, like I said, I just have a lot of little nitpicky things that really, unfortunately, like really big pet peeves of mine. For example, at the beginning, especially each line starts with Abraham or Marcella. Marcella. Each line starts with the other person's name (laughs) every fucking time. It happens specifically. I caught it when they were out when they were playing the fair and they were Mm -hmm. out behind the tent and they're arguing legitimately each line started with the other person's first name and that drives me fucking insane when you're having a conversation with another human being if there's only two of you you're not gonna do that every time yeah you barely ever say their name it's it's the problem that Lacey brought up is this the only issue ultimately all of these issues can fall down under the same umbrella that it's a 90s movie i feel like that's also just kind of a really overused like screenwriting trick for sure oh for sure you know yeah. just Absolutely. say their name as many times as possible and then well i i've even done that like when yeah. Lacey and i were writing and she Lacey's my editor and she'll she'll catch it when i'm it's frustrating that that got through to the final product mm-hmm. i because you're talking about j-lo and how fabulous she is she's so good there's nothing i have nothing bad to say about it i, I this watch her, yeah no i really i <laughs> can never but I think this watch around, I was so fixated on Constance Marie, who plays oh, her mom. Yes. She, anytime, has a line from when she's young to when she's older. It's just so good. There's this moment when she, uh, when with the whole family, they're at the beach and they're sitting down. And this is before she teaches her the washing machine. So cute. So cute. And the dad, uh, Abraham, is telling her, telling the family, like, you guys are going to be big one day. You're going to play stadiums, blah, blah, blah. And if you look at Constance's face, she's not saying anything. But she's, in her face, she has this expression of, like, why is he pushing his dreams onto these kids? Like, they're just kids. Like, you're reading all of this. She's not saying a damn thing. And then finally she's like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna let him do it mm-hmm. and i'm gonna get up and just teach my daughter the washing machine and i'm not gonna say anything i think it's also the moment that because it's that moment she's watching abraham like pushing his dream on his kids and selena i think leans back and she says do you really think so mommy mm-hmm. and she kisses her so she's like okay now this is becoming your dream 
okay, let's do this. Right. She's such a good mom. So good. She is such a good mom every step of the way. She's magnetic. She's so loving and supportive and encouraging, but also like wants her kids to have the a best good life. life. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think not to jump all the way to the end, but that's why when the part that gets me at the end is when you see her crying when she finds out that she's dead. Mm-hmm. Ah! Mm-hmm. takes me out that is what gets me at the end like yes mm-hmm. the death in general but the mom the her crying i'm out i'm done speaking of getting taken out <laughs> yes it legit took me out of the movie for a second i just looked it up right now and the movie is accurate doesn't mean it was any less distracting she went from long pitch black hair to short Bright red bob cut. Oh yeah, it bothered Josh through the entire movie. He was. I like, just looked it up now, and it's accurate. But she, why? Why would they do that to her hair? Why would they do that to her? I, it seems so out of left field, and I'm sure that was the style at the time. And in real life, that's what she did. Because there's young photos. There's her photos of her and Selena when they were young, and it's. Well, it was Jet like black. the 80s, 90s. So it was right. like so, just the style like, oh, everyone's getting this peinado. I'm getting it too. We're chopping. We're dying. We're here. Yeah. It was very jarring for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that hints at... Oh, come on. I know. I gave a big speech. I think that hints at one... If I had to have a problem, Marla, I'm sorry. I know you're listening. <laughs> this falls victim to what I think a lot of biopics fall victim to which is a condensed story mm-hmm. when you have to go from literally birth before birth yeah to yeah. death where there's so much to cover in two hours that mm. sometimes things like a haircut or a casting change can signify a really good time jump and then sometimes yeah. it's jarring where you're like, wait, yeah. oh. mm-hmm. because that haircut they give Constance also ages her like 20 years. Yeah. 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 Which it, it is uh, 10, 10 years. Like a 10 it's, year yeah, it's about 10. But I mean, mm-hmm. to go from young Selena to <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, who's supposed to be, I think, 19 Night, or young. like 18. She was just finishing yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we were talking about, because in the the scene when they take the bus and it's the famous scene uh my bumper got taken off by the bus of salena <laughs> Dude, those guys crush it it's so good he's so good um she's already being noticed so like they're like oh shit and i was like well i guess like she's she's been touring through texas so it's like people in texas that like go to the fair and was you know was there ever a time that your family was close to or able to see her did they uh, come so your way? i didn't live in texas quite yet oh, okay. so i didn't move there until 99 so I, she was long gone unfortunately mm. but um there's this thing in laredo the it's called the jalapeno festival and it's it's very similar oh. to the carnival that's in the movie and oh, they have like selena costume contests or like impersonators that go there so i'm sure as a child i was like it's her 
but it, you know, <laughs> not. But that's also a testament to Jayla's performance. Like, yeah. th- that sequence at the end, which I'm so grateful that they actually put footage of Selena and her performances mm. and her, her appearances into the movie in that final montage. J-Lo is, like, it's, like, spooky, yeah. yeah, from the way mm-hmm. she like moves a shoulder and then her head and crinkle at her smile, it's right uncannily Selena. It's amazing. Right. Well, I know because um, I started watching the special feature. Abraham was a producer and he oh, wow. had his hand in the casting, so nice. he was there. He's like, "Yes, Edward's gonna play me." I want to say J Lo was like one of the last people to be cast. Um, and there was like a whole thing that she's Puerto Rican from the Bronx. And when mm-hmm. people found out about that, they were like, excuse me? Yeah, because when was this? 97 this movie was made? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that was her, only her first album was out, right? Around that time? Jayla? Or, yeah, what was her album? She what, didn't have an album out. She didn't even have an album yet. out by then? I think yeah, 90, she was like 99 very... was her first. That's even more impressive. Yeah, she Damn. was okay. pretty unknown. Wow. She was literally just... Not just, but she was she was mostly known as a dancer. Damn, that's even more impressive. Mm-hmm. This is the one that like put her on the map because yeah. after this, oh, it yeah. was just like all right. Boom. There was one character slash actor that. Uh, what? Who? <laughs> the, I think I can guess. The husband, the guitar player. Yeah. No. There were, I, it was interesting because when it started, I was like, this guy fucking sucks. And then there were other scenes where I was like, no, this his, whatever he's doing kind of works. And then the next scene, I was like, no, nope, it doesn't work. But <laughs> I, like, think I, I, th- I have a problem with him too, but I think it's in the writing. I think they that's didn't my have enough time to really flesh out his character mm-hmm. because he go there's you know, he's like, he's the guitarist. Everything's going great. He and Selena are hitting it off. And then the hotel scene happens. And he has yeah. his big meltdown. And you're like, wait. You're not I given thought, a reason for that. I thought we were fine. I thought. Wait, which hotel scene? When, when they he trash the hotel. His friends trash. And I know it's like, I took it as he's scared of commitment. Right. But like, we didn't, there was no like buffer to that. Right. Yeah. We just just launched into that shit. Launched into. So it didn't feel, a lot of the scenes with him didn't feel earned. And that, the the scene on the bus where um, Abraham freaks out and is like screaming at the top of his lungs. I think we've all had moments like that with our, our families and our, you know, but because the Chris storyline, wasn't as fleshed out as everything else those moments didn't feel earned to me like Mm -hmm. they did not feel as intense or as dire as the performances that were given personally but i gotta push back a little bit because i think everything that builds up to the trashing of the hotel room i it's it's again it's condensed but i think they give him a lot of time there's the awesome scene on the bus after he gets his hair cut there's their pizza date where he sprinkles all the hot sauce all over the pizza. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not the A storyline, but I think that he's fleshed out pretty well. But th- I agree that those moments are. But we go from all of that like meet cute, happy, flirty times to I don't deserve you. I'm not good enough for you. I'm gonna throw it all away. 
It's like yeah, what I w- changed? I would have liked to see one Fisher instead of yeah. Yeah. Because because he's not the one that trashes the hotel room. He's just caught up in it. And I think his immediate reaction is, well, this is just the lifestyle that I'm in and I'm already going to get. I think he's just waiting to get blamed for I thought that. they were his friends. Yeah, I guess I guess that's that's where it comes down to is I, I took it as Lacey took it as that he I guess it's never really explained. Yeah. But I but took it as because he's just like sitting there like he didn't do it, but he was I, but yeah but like i interpreted it as him welcoming those people to trash his hotel room because because it's his room because right. the the hotel managers are yelling at uh, what's his name abraham abraham at abraham at the end when they're coming in so it's his room yeah i just never took it as as him spiraling or or, or making a bad choice i think he's so passive even when you first meet him, they're like, can we cut your hair? And he's like, yeah, sure. I don't care. And he just, (laughs) these are his, (laughs) these are his friends that he, he made a bad decision. And he, I feel like he's immediately one of those people that is just like a shotgun emotion kind of person where he's like, well, I messed up. This is what is expected of me. And he's, he immediately shuts down in front of her. Huge. Anakin Skywalker from the prequels energy coming from Take him. that nerd shit out of here. <laughs> you know, I, I get that, honestly. But I did just rewatch those, and you're right. <laughs> I, I can't disagree, because every time I watch this, I'm like, is he bad? I don't I, know. Like, I, I really don't know. There's a single moment at the hospital when the doctor comes out and explains to them, and he's like up against the wall heaving, and I was like, that's that, 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 yes. that, that. But that so doesn't think, that doesn't hit as much as he's this emotive, emotional person throughout the whole movie. Like you seeing, know what it's like seeing that breakdown. I'm not going there with you because I don't care about the notebook that much. <laughs> <laughs> Re-listen so, to the episode; you'll hear something different. So have at it. I don't care. <laughs> How did you know that he was gonna go there? How do you not know it, Josh? He's just ready with fucking bombs just ready to drop yeah i i don't know it's i I guess it's a little bit of the writing and we talked about it this watch around is that maybe he's doing his best chris because he has the voice if you listen to yeah that's the other thing i don't know real life chris at all he talks like that where it's kind of like is surfer dude but he's also from texas and kind of has like a mexican accent as well like it's just like all combined Mm-hmm. And, and John Cena doesn't sound like that, and he doesn't sound like that. So oh, you're like, that's great then. Maybe yeah. he's just doing his best, Chris, and it's coming off as bad acting. It's seeming like it's a circumstance of being a good impression of Chris, and like Rashawn said, a victim of a lifelong documentary crammed into two hours. Mm-hmm. I think maybe. <laughs> In the Netflix series, Chris's character may get expanded a little bit, and that'll be a lot easier too. And I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't ultimately think the actor is bad. Especially, I I believe you that if he's matching real life Chris, then that's he also has the advantage and the disadvantage because they have great chemistry of working opposite Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, they do. They have I mean, really good chemistry. She's just like this ball of charisma and. You know, she she's so up that because he's this character that's completely introverted, 
you're like, is he bad? And I, I just don't, I don't think he's bad. I think he has to be so internalized yeah. because she is just like joy and life and everything outward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mel, what's your thoughts on the just recently announced Netflix series? My first thoughts are I'm scared. Yeah. So I, I watched the trailer. I think there was, okay, there was a, like a sneak peek trailer last like a couple months ago, I want to say last year, where you don't really see much. She's kind of like walking in in the costume and she's like walking on stage to play Selena and it gave me full body chills. And I'm like, yes, this is what we want. And then this trailer around, I'm not sure I'm still scared. I'm excited because you do get those episodes where it's not just, Every, her whole life isn't crammed into two hours. So you get, you know, more fleshing out of her story. But I think that also leaves room for maybe a little bit of error. I've seen some pictures. I've seen some wigs. <laughs> Lord. I oof. the Well, and if <laughs> Selena left big shoes to fill, which she absolutely did, J-Lo also left huge shoes to fill for the next actress. I watched that trailer again today, and it's like some of the shots from the trailer are just absolute mirror shots from the movie. And I think Mm -hmm. if they have too much of that, they're going to run into a lot of criticism. Like the the bus, there's a lot of bus shots Mm -hmm. that that look exactly the same as the movie. Yeah. And that's if... That's going to be risky. Right. I, I saw like a lot of people are just like, you know, why didn't they bring back J-Lo? I'm like, are you guys fucking serious? <laughs> like she could do it. I mean, like, yeah. Why not? Why not? <laughs> bring her back as the mom. I was one of those people she was talking about. <laughs> Christian's 30. Yeah, but she looks young. She looks young. Bring yeah. J-Lo back as, as the mom. The mom? That would be lit. Oh my God. Um. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, like, talk about, like, she doesn't look like her, or she's not as thick as Selena, and it's like, okay, you know, but it really comes down to, I think, if she gets in there and she acts just like Selena, and she, like, does a good job, then we can let all of the rest of it go. There's a very specific, both in JLo's performance and watching clips of Selena, there's a very specific, unique Selena energy yeah and it there's a lot of looks and size and age can be put aside if you've kind of got that that specific Mm -hmm. selena energy yeah i was watching like the like behind the scenes um and suzette was talking about how when she was first gonna meet j-lo she 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 was staying with her at their at the family's house and she was like selena used to do this thing where she would come to my living room and sit on the sofa and she did like this thing where she would get the blanket and put it all, all over her, like on top of her head and wrap herself <laughs> in it. And as soon as she met JLo and they were like, just going to hang out, she did the exact same thing. Oh shit. Mm. And Suzette was like, Oh my God. Like she got like just complete jo- chills because there's no way that JLo would know about something like that. And she was right. like, they had this very same energy that I think that's what you get from the movie. Yeah. It's like, that's why we love it so much is like we felt like we knew Selena. And mm-hmm. so then when we see someone do it and they emulate it so well, you're like, it's her. It's her. 
Well, and I, I think I read on uh, IMDb that over 20,000 girls auditioned for all of the roles of Selena at every age. 20,000 girls were seen yeah. for that part. So that's, I mean. I was one of 20,000. <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment, though, in the movie, Mella, that. <laughs> Where I, I, it's at one of the carnivals where sh- her her popularity Dude, is starting yes. to pick up, and there's this little girl in like a cute little white top, and Josh and I were both like, "That's little Mella getting up on stage and dancing." That's I her. think I legit was like, "That's me." <laughs> Skin too nice. Okay. <laughs> this movie has probably my biggest movie pet peeve in it. Period. Mm-hmm. So does The Strangers, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I love how it all comes back to The It's changes. a brilliant movie. Let it go. <gasps> you let it go. <laughs> you let it go. This movie and a lot of movies. How do I word this? Watch the fucking road when you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Josh? <laughs> he stares at a map. For 30 goddamn seconds. That's how dads are. They are on a single road in the middle, like going in one direction. On the I-35. We just drove to Texas last year. Like, you literally just drive. Get off your phone when you're driving, Rashawn. I wasn't on my phone. (laughs) I was asleep. The map was at his left temple. He was like... (laughs) And if that's the case... You're going to lean even slightly to the left because your body's going to compensate because everything's look. So he's going to start veering, and then also he's whipping his head around to talk in the back seat. <laughs> There's no way his shoulders and down are perfectly still while he's doing 180s in the seat. But you saw he had them bifocals, so they were <laughs> on the map. The eyes were. Ever heard of cruise control? God. You think that big Bertha van like cruise control doesn't affect your fucking steering wheel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Rashad has a Prius, so this motherfucker driving a Tesla, (laughs) autopilot on Big Bertha. (laughs) Just all this one goes out to all the actors that have ever acted and are ever going to act, and all directors who have ever directed and are ever going to direct. Please, I beg you. Watch the fucking road when you drive. Please. I can't wait for Josh to be in a clip and I'm be like, oh, he's not looking at the road. There, and if everyone glances for like two, I'm three, gonna, even five seconds. I'm going to text you immediately. Great job. Here's the clip. Watch the fucking road. It's, I count in my head when people start looking away. And if it goes over 10 seconds, I'm, I check Josh. out of the movie. Just watch the road. You're driving. <laughs> I have a I have one more bone to pick. Let's hear it. With it. And all it is is that I don't feel like Yolanda was made out to be the monster that she was. That whole part of the storyline felt very quick to me, mm-hmm. which I know it had to be because we're coming to the end of a two hour film. I know. Mm-hmm. But that woman was not just embezzling money and stealing from Selena and stealing from her fans. That woman had a full-blown shrine to Selena in her home. Like, she was Nuts. manic, obsessive, totally she- mentally unstable and unwell. And in this 
depiction of it, she kind of looks like a confused old lady who then yeah. accidentally shoots a gun, which I don't think that that is what happened in that hotel room. But no, that's just me personally. I don't think it sympathizes with her. Not that that's what you're saying. But I think the, the moment, the key moment, and there could have been more, I agree with you, but I think in the mall, at the fashion show, mm-hmm. when she takes the money from the other two women and she says that she'll get the gift for her, I think more moments like that could have shown that she's she has the sneaky side and that she's hiding yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think by the time you get to her in the car crying with the gun to her head, she doesn't look, she looks less crazy and she looks more like, well, we never get to the bottom of what she did, but there's a hint that she's, she's not who, who she says she is. Yeah. That's, that's what I think it is. What I was trying to verbalize at the beginning of this, the ending kind, not a lot. It just, it kind of assumes the viewer knows what happened. Mm-hmm. And for some people like me, when I first watch it, I, I don't, I have no idea what happened with Yolanda. So it kind of just comes off as either a kid thinks a fan rushed the stage and shot her or this kind of bumbling assistant that they had messed up on the financials and something happened and Selena got shot. And it's much more nefarious than that. And I think if we're not going to spend, you know, I don't want to add 20 minutes to the movie, but even five to really drive home that this woman is is bad just emphasizing those moments like you were talking about Rashawn like seeing seeing the thought process of not just I'll take the money and I'll buy the gifts but then that beat that moment of like something's fishy something's yeah. not right we they started I, I lost that in watching yeah. it I, I would take another 20 or 30 I don't think there's anything wrong with the two and a half hour no. I'll take Biopic, more at the end. Yep. Because I, I think they, that paints kind of shading in her as possibly crazy, but also manipulative and also a thief, I think could have given her, not that Yolanda the woman deserves more screen time, but the character in the movie that we're watching needed a little bit more depth. So if, yeah. she, if she was like a crazy woman who also had it out for selena and also had a shrine i think any of those things like more of that would have given us something i found out that happened in real life that i think maybe would be all we need but i read she had to convince abraham to let her be the president of the fan club she had to like keep asking him and i also i can't imagine the absolute soul-crushing guilt that abraham has to live with yeah, not saying he did. This is not his fault. This is I'm not blaming him, but I can imagine he is. He blames himself every day for letting Yolanda into their lives. Mm-hmm. So I don't, for a second, blame him for wanting to minimize her as much as possible and not give her mm-hmm. her name any of the spotlight in this movie. Mm-hmm. The part that showed to me that she was a little sketchy, I think it was it was when they were getting pedicures and mm-hmm. Selena's signing papers, and she keeps like darting over to like see what selena signing there are little itty bitty hints that she's not sweet innocent Mm -hmm. old lady and one or two more of those i think would have driven it home but i also i i can't imagine what it's like to have to give any attention to this woman yeah after she did this to your family i will also say that because the ending was truncated everything happens at the end so quickly 
it made me go and do my own research afterwards yeah. because I was like, oh my God, what happened to Chris? What happened to the band? What happened to her family? I wanted all of these answers. So I went online and, you know, I read up on everything that happened afterwards. And it's just so sad. I stayed at that day's end. Holy no shit. way. What? I mean, okay. So I stayed there when I was in eighth grade on like a choir trip to Corpus Christi. And it was like, everyone's like, oh, this is, this is the one, this is the one. And so like me and my best friend, we went to the lobby and we were like, okay, so is this the day's end? Did y'all bring a Ouija board? Josh. Joshua. We left it at home. But I also wonder, I, I mean, I think it is the day's end, but I also think back if I was working in a hotel lobby at my age and these like eighth graders came up to me and were like, is this the one where Selena died? I'd be like, yeah, you're staying in the room, you know? <laughs> yeah. When you're in eighth grade, there's only one day's end in the world. Right. And that's the <laughs> that's this one. There's only one. Just this one. Well, guys, I'm like pleasantly surprised with this episode and i'm very happy that no one actually hated it yeah i didn't i didn't hate it like i said there are parts of it that are so that are painfully 90s yeah Mm -hmm. they stand out how 90s there are but it's not the whole movie and it's one of those where it it allows forgiveness based on the sheer fact of how stunningly accurate j-lo's performance is to selena's do you guys want to play a game yeah Mm -hmm. So I was gonna have you guys um translate the songs into from Spanish to English. Let's get it. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally fucking kidding. (laughs) I mean I I would try. I would give it a valiant eighth grade level Spanish effort. (laughs) And I would cause us to lose subscribers. <laughs> no, I kept it kind of easy, and I don't want Rashawn to win, so I need y'all to really Excuse get into me. it. So we this all know game, how I am at trivia, so let's go. So this game is called "What Did JLo Say?" Ooh. So Girl, I uh-huh. before you begin, mm-hmm. I want to reveal something. Mm-hmm. You messaged us and said, maybe check out J-Lo's movies, her IMDb yes. before today. Yeah. And I told you no. Yeah. Because I went to J-Lo's IMDb and I scrolled down to actress and it said 124. And then I realized it counts all her music videos. Yeah. And I decided then and there that I was not going to sift through 100 music video titles. You know you could just like filter... So it's just a film, I'm right? sure I could have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I kept that in mind. So I kept it fairly easy. So I'm just basically going to give you a line from a J-Lo movie. Okay. You buzz in. Mm-hmm. And if you can guess the movie, you'll win. If you can guess the character name, you get an extra point. Oh. Heck yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> Y'all ready? I, I, I know I think three... <laughs> What? Okay. <laughs> like I said, it's it's pretty easy. I'll start with an easy one, or should I start with a hard one? Look, <laughs> it doesn't matter <laughs> unless one of the quotes is "Holy crap! Look at that anaconda!" I'm not gonna get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right, I'll start with an easy one then. It's she says snakes don't eat people. <laughs> Josh, Wait, no, don't give it to him. Anaconda beats. Yes, one for Josh. Do you know I her mean, name? Does anyone know her yeah. name? Yeah, no, I know Jenny. <laughs> that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Oh. Anyone else? No, oh <laughs> no, I don't. I've seen Anaconda so many times. You just saw it. I know. I think her name is no. I don't know. Her name is Terry Flores. Mm. Terry. Terry. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! I'm on a roll. I'm I'm in first place. Ooh. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Cover me up north. The FOB is MIA. Rashadi? What is the wedding planner? Yes! Do you know her name? Oh, this is embarrassing. I forgot. Wait, <laughs> Maria. No. Maria. It's Mary. Oh, okay. But no, her dad calls her Maria. Yeah, that's why I was like, it's okay. Maria. Okay, 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 cool. Okay, one for Josh, one for Rashawn. And, oh, a two for Rashawn. Yeah. Lacey, it's okay. We all know I'm bad at trivia. No. <laughs> we all know this. Okay, I'll do this one next. Doesn't money make you horny? <laughs> <laughs> no was way. Messy. Was anybody going to get that over me, bitch? <laughs> That's Ramona from Hustlers. Next question. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Doesn't money make you horny? Yes. <laughs> it does. It really does. Okay. Self-defense is not murder. Lacey. Enough. Yes. Yeah, oh, I like that I one. Was, I thought it was a different one. Do you know her name? No. I do. <laughs> no. I think. Can uh, I guess first? Is it? Go, Josh. Stephanie. Close, but no cigar. Damn. Stony. No. Stony. It's slim. Ah! What the fuck is that? Stony is from another movie that we will be talking about later. <laughs> I only know two of her other movies, and I'm really hoping. How many more are there? There is just one more. Shit. All right, here we go. Come on, who are we kidding here? Do you think you would have taken a second look at me if you knew I was the... Josh. It was Josh. Geely. It was me. No, it was made in Manhattan. Yeah, it's not fucking Geely. It's made in Manhattan. And do you know her name? I'm going to say the maid. (laughs) Maria. (laughs) It's close. It's Marissa. Is it M I D E in Manhattan or M A I D? M A I D. We love a plan words. I was hoping for the boy next door. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah, I saw that fucking oh. movie. <laughs> My three that I knew were, well, and four Hustlers, The Boy Next Door, Anaconda, and Gigli. <laughs> I'm wow. really upset that Gigli didn't make the list. Yeah, she wasn't going to make the list on this one. <laughs> I'm actually, so Rashawn obviously wins. I didn't even fucking count, but I know he did. <laughs> um, oh, you don't count for me. Rude. I'm going to say six. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but Josh, you are surprising me this whole episode. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Look, Jenny on the Block era J-Lo Oof. was a guilty pleasure of young Josh's. It's like- No guilty. Remember who and where I came from. Cornfields. Cornfield. <laughs> there was no My block. sister. 
my sister listened to it all the time, so like I just kind of be bumping in the background as she was listening to it. You had your fur boots on, just going. <laughs> yeah, apple door, bottom. Door closed, apple bottoms on, <laughs> lights <laughs> off. Well, thanks for playing, y'all. So we're gonna wrap things up. It seems like we actually all really kind of like this movie. Love mm-hmm. this movie for some of us. J-Lo can do no wrong ever, especially in Rashawn's eyes. And yeah, let's not say ever. Selena. When is we the... were just talking about Geely, Rashawn. Have you seen Geely? Yes, She's as good a joke. She's we'll good give her it. a pass. I will Everyone got do another, episode, another hour right now. <laughs> <laughs> we can also say that Selena, the movie goes down in history, just like Selena Quintanilla. We love her. We miss her, but she will always be in our hearts forever. Mm-hmm. So shall we play a little Six Degrees? Yeah. Let's do it. So we're going to do a little Six Degrees. We end each episode with a quick round of Six Degrees of Separation. So who can find the fastest connection between Edward James Olmos and the star of our next episode, Jason Segel? That's a hard one, y'all. Did you say Jason Segel or Steven Seagal? Um, <laughs> whatever you can get too fast. <laughs> I got it. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Did you cheat? No, I didn't. What is Edward it? James almost was in Selena with Jennifer Lopez. Who was in Gigli with Ben Affleck. <laughs> can we use Selena? We can't Go. use Selena. Why not? Because we can't. Well, I thought we could. That's just an extra step. That's just an extra step that I put put on myself. Okay. Go ahead. If you can, if you could, if you can think of a quicker one. Okay. Edward okay. James almost was in Selena with Jennifer Lopez, who was in Gigli with Ben Affleck, who was in The Town with Jeremy Renner. Who is in Arrival with Amy Adams? Who is in the Muppets movie with Jason <laughs> Segel? Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is great! Congratulations! Boy, boom! I'm about to do that movie. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on iTunes. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Mella, Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Salinas! <laughs> Por vida! Ahai! Uh,